Hey, here's a special bonus podcast for you. I can't sleep, so let's let's do a podcast. Anchor makes it easy enough for me to pick up my phone, open the app, and start going. And that's the world we live in these days, right? It's easy, and yeah. I thought we would talk about uh, today, well, tonight, I guess, or the morning, <laughs> whenever you're listening. Um, I thought we would talk about what it's like in my life right now, being 27 and and living a life that's very repetitious. Like, I do a lot of the same stuff every day. Um, I'm very fortunate to be where I am, you know, like, uh, I have no job, but thanks to the Canadian government, I'm able to live, which is awesome. I have, again, three kids. I have a wife who loves me in my isms, you know, my goal is to make her smile, make her laugh, and I have three kids who just love me to death, and I think that's the part that I keep going, but being this way, um, I, I was listening to the radio, and one of the topics that was covered on the radio was uh, people from uh, Generation Z, you know, people who who are about, uh, in this day and age, 2018, who are about uh, 22, 18 to 22 years old, those people right now, some of them feel alone. Those people feel lonely, and no one understands why, other than the it comes down to what we're doing right now. We're on our phones, right? Like, I'm on Twitter a lot. I love tweeting. Sometimes I just spend the day replying to people that I see on Twitter. And I, f- I feel our world is is surrounded by this this mobile device I'm on. You know, the iPhone or, or the Android. However you do what you do with your phone. Whatever driver you use. Um, they call it social media. But it's it's anything but social because... We're talking to people on a screen. We're not, we're not going out anymore, really. I think a lot of people, um, telephones, mobile devices, smartphones, I mean, make a lot of people lazy. They make us lazy. You, know, you don't need to go out anymore to do some of the things you need to do. You know what? Like, you can pay your bills on your online bank and use an app and pay your bill. You don't even have to go see the tellers anymore. You know, and when you go see the tellers, there's usually only like one or two people working and that's it. Of course, you know, at at any bank, the lines are always big. They used to have five tellers, but now they're down to two. But that's because of technology. You know, it's so easy to log on, transfer money, send money. Like, we live in an anti-social world uh, because of technology. Now, you can look at this from the opposite side and say, but JR technology has enabled us to, to be more socially active with each other. Not in person, other than in person over the phone. You know what I mean? Um, so, I, I, I don't know if I'm sad. I, I think that article just really made me realize how honest and true it is. You, listening right now, I may have talked to you in person once, or maybe I will never talk to you, but you feel as if we have a connection because you're listening to the podcast right now.
right? You're listening to the podcast, and you are just um, um, immersed in my voice, if you're listening to it on headphones, and you're listening to every word I'm saying, which is pretty awesome if you ask me. And it's it's mind-blowing when you think about it, that me and you can interact. You can call into my radio podcast here on Anchor, or reach me out, reach, yeah, reach me out on Twitter at the one who cares. And that's the cool part about social media. But we may never meet in person because of our smartphones. We don't have to. We can send emails to each other. We can call each other. We can be social in other ways on our mobile devices. But when it comes to being social in person, it's it's not that it's difficult. It's just, I guess you could say, there's new anxiety that is uh, that is being created because of how we ha- have trained ourselves to do everything on the phone, right? Is, isn't that just amazing? So this article that says Generation Z, people in the year 2019, or 2018 rather, people in the year 2018 who feel alone, who are aged 18 to 22 years old, those people feel alone because they were born into a world that the smartphone age is taking by storm. Like my son, Xavier, who's seven years old, he never had to wait for me to develop a photo in like, you know, like a long time ago in my mother's day and age, we had to wait for 35 to 40 days to get our films developed. We had to actually go to a store, develop our films, and sometimes you'd have to wait about a week. But we lived in a secluded area, so we had to send our films in the mail, and they would come back a month later. And and I remember we were so excited to get our films because we didn't know how the picture looked. We just looked through the viewfinder of a camera. We looked through a little non-digital screen, and we had to make sure we did the photo right because... To get new film, it would cost 25 bucks. 25 bucks for a reel of 12 photos. And to develop those photos, it would be another 15 bucks. So that was like, you know, 12 plus 15 plus 25. That, that adds up. Now, my son Xavier, who was born in what, 2012, now that, that's happening. Um, I think he was actually, yeah, he was born in 2011. What am I saying? Um, now that he was born into a world full of smartphones, he can see me take a photo, but he can instantly say, dad, can I see it? And I'm, and I'm, you know, able to bring up the photo and show it to him. But if he was born 25, 30 years ago, you really had to wait. You had to wait for about a month. And even if you lived in the big cities, you'd have to wait about a week. Sometimes if you're lucky and you paid the extra dollars, you could get it back by the end of the day or or the second day you can get your photos developed. Now, uh, thanks to social media, thanks to the smartphone, we share photos. And and what scares me is is I'm getting to the point where it takes a lot for me to want to upload an actual photo to Instagram. Even though people are on there just scrolling and they'll look, they'll like my photo. 
And, and that's a whole other thing. The psychology of likes. To do stuff for likes. You know, you see it on YouTube. Heck, you've probably seen me in the past drop a liner that says, Hey, if this video gets 12 likes in the first 24 hours, I'll release another one tomorrow. We get addicted to these, these likes. Even though likes are nothing, we kind of look at it as um, internet currency. And when a lot of people like what you've done online, maybe you took a great selfie or you took an amazing image of a duck or a swan or a goose and people like that stuff, you want to go out and take more. You end up trying to impress strangers that you hardly know. And, and you get addicted to that feeling. So when I was hearing these um, announcers talk about Generation Z who, again, are people age 20, 18 to 22 years old who feel alone, it really makes you go back to the smartphone. I don't want to blame the smartphone for all the problems, you know? Like, I can FaceTime my mother, who lives, you know, a half an hour down the road, and I could just do that. It, it's good for that, but you you really realize these, these kids, these youngins... <laughs> Who am I kidding? I'm young too. I'm like 27. Um, people are beginning to feel more disconnected. The only thing I like about my smartphone is the fact that I can make calls on it. Um, you know, like I recently launched a technology group where I'm teaching people who suffer from vision loss how to use their iPhones and various technologies. I love it when people call me and say, I need step-by-step -step help on this. I can actually use my phone to talk to them. You know, I can. I don't mind my phone for that. But it's so easy for me to go on YouTube and look up my own info if I want. It's so easy for me to go on Twitter, you know. And they got this virtual map where you can find out how many people are ill. And I think the map uses Twitter data where I, whoever says, Hey guys, I'm getting sick. Uh, that gets added to the map. So you can kind of track viruses or anything of that, which is pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I thought it would be cool to talk about my life. I'm at the point where everything is in a cycle of its own right now, and, and I'm just repeating it every year. Nothing really changes. Um, now to some people that's sad, but to me I like it right now. I, I've gotten used to it, you know, like I've gotten adjusted to it because, well, you just get used to it. And you can try to change it, but sometimes it won't change. Now, if we have never met, I'll tell you a quick two-minute bio about myself. I'm J.R. Bjarnson. I'm 27 years old. I live in the amazing city of Red Deer, Alberta, Canada. I am visually impaired. Uh, people I like to call myself legally blind because I can't wear prescribed glasses to fix my eyes. I only see about a foot in front of me, 12 inches. One ruler, I guess. And I'm not actually completely blind. I see the world around me. I just don't see the print on the walls. I, I don't see people's facial features. I can tell what you're wearing if I get close enough and look at you. But I don't see your eyes or your lips or anything of that nature, you know? So even though my world may be full of detail, I don't actually see the detail. <laughs> um, yeah, so... As I said, I have three kids, you know, seven, four, five months old, and all boys. But 
I always tell people my life is stagnant right now. And I don't mind it because I'm actually, I'm used to it right now. But it's, I've been looking for a full-time job for the past two and a half years. And I'm tired of that. You know, I'm tired of looking. Um, I have most of my friends, they can see just fine. I get a little frustrated when they get a job. It's so easy for them to find work. But for me, it's uh, employers take one look at me and they're like, oh, dear, because you can't see very good. We're afraid you might hurt yourself. And this isn't even the U.S. I'm podcasting from Canada. They, they shouldn't be afraid of me suing if I get hurt. If I get hurt, that's usually my fault. And I should know my own limits. And I do. But, uh, yeah, people see my, um, I'm a white cane user. So I obviously use a white cane, you know. It's a white stick with a red tip and a black handle. And, yeah, that's the part of my life I don't like. The not being able to find a job part. But I'm so blessed and lucky to have a family that loves me. And I think they're my main inspiration that keeps me going. Oh, and I love giving back to my community. Anyway, my voice is getting worse and my throat is getting worse. I don't know what I have. It's like a raw throat feeling. All I know is that something's going around, and I think it has something to do with the changing of the seasons. So um, I'm going to end the podcast here. It might be the longest podcast in history. I honestly don't know how long we've been going. Because <laughs> if I take the phone away from my ear, Anchor's going to stop the podcast, which makes sense. But uh, thank you for listening. And uh, yeah, um, let me know how your life is going right now if you have the Anchor app. How, how are you doing? And what what keeps you going every day? You know, is it your family? Is it your spouse? Is it something as simple as a sunrise and your job is to get up every day to see it? Even though sometimes it's cloudy the next day. I'd love to know what keeps you going. What is your main inspiration to, su- to survive in this big old world of ours? 